0: This is the full interview from a segment from the Overdrive radio and podcast program. For more information, go to drivenmedia.com.au. David Lang is in segment management for Michelin for East Asia and Oceania, particularly for their larger passenger car tyres, which involves tyres for performance vehicles, but also for electric vehicles. He is stationed in Thailand where I caught up with him on the line and asked him, what are the major factors that need to be considered when making tyres for electric vehicles?
1: For EVs in general, EVs are much heavier than their ICE counterparts and vehicle weight is is a critical factor in the wear rate of the tyre uh, because more weight means, uh, means faster wear. So in addition to, to more weight, the EVs obviously have more torque available for rapid acceleration combined with regenerative braking uh, to recharge the batteries and deceleration as well. So the combination of more weight, addition of regenerative, re- regenerative braking and quick torque availability results in more rapid wear. Uh, and it means that EVs uh, generally will wear out a higher approximately 20% faster to, than a comparable ICE vehicle. <clears throat> and I think... The important thing for Michelin, and, and the good thing about Michelin, is that basically all the tyres are EV ready, we could say, so long as the load rating uh, on the tyre placard is is respected because the EVs are so much heavier. Um, but having said that, whilst the Michelin range is EV ready, we do have tyre lines that are specifically, I would say, more EV ready, and one of them is, is Pilot Sport EV. Um, I could probably summarise in four points how EVs are different to, to ICEs. All the challenges are different. So the first is the weight, which I mentioned before, so they're heavier due to the batteries. So then we need to either have supply tyres in the bigger diameter for, for the EVs or offer the same dimension with a higher load rating or high load capacity. Um, noise is another one uh, because, because there's no engine sound. It amplifies the sensitivity to road noise uh, from the user, from the driver, from passengers. Um, so the EV tire line that we have, the Pilot Sport EV, uh, does have a, a vibration-resistant polyurethane foam inside the tire, which d- basically dampens the, the noise. Um, so you've got white noise, the third one, range. Uh, and, I, and I think in Australia, there's a, there, there is range anxiety still with, with EVs. So to maximize battery life, the vehicle needs to have low rolling resistance tires. Um, thankfully, it's an area where Michelin is already renowned uh, as, a, as a pioneer and expert. So the ties need to have that, and and lastly, which I touched on before, the torque that's available. So it's higher and more sustained levels of torque, which means there's now more demands on durability and tire wear. Um, and again, thankfully, it's an area where Michelin have been uh, a historical leader in that area. So. I would say that with these new demands, Michelin is ready uh, already, but we do have a tire line specific for for EVs. Um, so we're we're well placed to to face the demands of the vehicle market and the EV uh, revolution, we could say. So it's not just wear, it's the strength
0: of the tire to be able to to cope with those extra demands.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's the the load rating is one to carry the full load. Um, but also the strength of the tyre, and, and typically the EV tyre lines uh, have, have better stiffness in the sidewall to to deal with that as well.
0: It's a question of the amount of good handling too. There are greater pressures on a weight, a low down weight and the sideward forces and that. It's it's trying to get a car and you have a, a glorious-looking race car in the back uh, of your uh, your picture, it, it, getting that to – that's part of it, isn't it? It's not just to sustain the tyre, but to try and get that level of performance in handling. Is that one of the difficulties?
1: Precisely. I mean, the performance of vehicles is, over time has changed a lot, um, but then the tyre technology has moved with it. Um, so thankfully uh, – I mean, from a, with my Michelin hat on, we're well-placed for the improvements in the performance of vehicles – Given that there's probably two factors to that, significant R&D investment in 2020, that budget is around 646 million euros. So it's a huge investment, Uh, 6,000 employees uh, in uh, in R&D and most of them in in a place called Ledoux in France. And actually Michel have 10,700 open active patents uh, today. So we're very much a research and development company. Um, but also Michelin and motorsport. So motorsport is a real-life lab for for Michelin, and that's where we learn a lot about tyres and tyre behaviour and new demands of of vehicles to then trickle that technology down into into everyday road cars. You talked
0: about eco and low-resistance tyres. Does that diminish their
1: performance in terms of handling? What's the balance there? No, I wouldn't say that because uh, Michelin um, has been well-placed with a rolling resistance. Of course, when you make a tyre, it's somehow you could say it's about compromise, but Michelin's always been focused, I would say, on the total performance. So taking that into consideration, but still having the tyre be able to perform with rolling resistance, but not compromising on anything else to do with the tyre. So it's wear, it's, uh, it's safety features and things like that, or it's handling performance.
0: There has been talk of, of pollution from, for example, brake pads and dust that comes from it. Now, there's talk of pollution from tyres as well, concern out of America about getting into the waterways and their effect, I think, particularly on salmon numbers. Is that an issue that a tyre company such as yours is
1: actively involved in? From Michelin's point of view, I mean, the, the adverse effect of tyre road wear particles – uh, hasn't been identified in air of water, uh, so far as we're concerned. So Michelin has always been and, and continues to be committed to progressively reducing the quantity of raw materials put into the tyres while still improving the performance, including the abrasion rate, um, which you mentioned. So as a result, Michelin has already reduced the emission of tyre and road wear particles by 5% during the last five years. And then beyond this, Michelin has committed to to further uh, reducing this emission by further 8 to 10% in 2030.
0: So your research is in measuring how much comes off it and you're trying to do something about it?
1: Yeah, precisely, precisely.
0: In many ways, noise is becoming one of the big pollution features as well. Can you build a really good tyre and reduce some of its
1: noise as well? or Is that something that you, the balance you would look at? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely can like within our sports range. Uh, I think uh, Michelin is considered, even though it's a sports tyre, like I'm thinking about the Pilot Sport 5 and the Pilot Sport 4S, which is in our sport range. And whilst they're sport-orientated tyres, they're still very, very quiet uh, with road noise. The thing that EV has that is unique, obviously there's no engine noise to drown out any other any other noise that you're you're feeling. So tyre noise becomes quite important. Uh, and where the EV range for Michelin does have that, uh, the, the phone insert, we could say, to, to reduce that noise and the vibration. So the, the experience in the cabin is, is a lot more pleasant.
0: Because they find in buses that are now electric vehicles, people become aware of the noise from the bearings and the and the drive shaft, and and of course the things like garbage trucks become much more aware of that loading. That do you think that was something that will evolve that you that tire companies will try and push even further because electric vehicles has made us more aware of it within the cabin.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I think uh, I mean Michelin as a company has been always fairly focused on noise reduction. I mean, we have tyre lines that are focused on noise and comfort, like the Primacy Range, for example. Um, so Michelin already, I guess, would, we could say, be equipped for, for that sort of thing. And some of the noise, I mean, it sits within tread pattern as well. Tread pattern design is quite important to reduce the amounts of uh, – because when you when you look at a tyre, actually, there's different spacing between the tread blocks. Um, so you're creating a different noise at different times. Uh, we could say there are these micro noises, but the thing is not to have that uniform – uh, I guess tread pattern, because that's what makes or amplifies noise. Like a, we could liken it to a mountain bike tire, for example. With a mountain bike, you can hear it coming down the road uh, fairly easily because all the tread blocks are uniform. So if you're able to move the tread blocks, you you create noises at different frequencies at different times. You actually reduce the the noise, so that's the on road noise, I would say. But then the noise also comes from vibrations uh, as well and things like that. So that's where technology, like having the inner liner of the tyre, is important to reduce that, uh, reduce that road noise. I heard one
0: tyre company person say that the pattern on the tyre is part marketing as well as part performance going to look good as well as that. Is there some element of truth in that?
1: I would say that Michelin, uh, and Bass, correct me if I'm wrong, Michelin's always focused on performance first uh, and then aesthetics afterwards. I mean, uh, the tyre has to – there'll be no – I would say there's no compromise uh, on the on the performance of a tyre to favour looks. Um, and for Michelin's pilot sport range specifically, where we are able to play on the look, I could say uh, that all the aesthetic, the tires on the sidewall. So on Michelin Pilot Sport range, across the entire range now, actually, um, we have what's called premium touch. So um, it's like a velvet looking or velvet feeling or black sidewall uh, on the Michelin Pilot Sport range. So where we can play with the aesthetic, we do so, but uh, tire performance is always favoured over any um, any aesthetic.
0: We have very low profile tyres, is that being pushed because of performance, but in many ways it becomes a bit harder to make them smooth over, you know, joins in the road, I'm not talking about off-road or anything, but that that notion of getting, I think, great looks but also very high performance from low profile tyres, is that essential, do you think we might... Given the no, you know, the lack of noise from an EV, we might then go back to perhaps a bit more uh, depth in the sidewalls.
1: And um, so, uh, having recently travelled to to Ladua Research and Development Centre, actually, this is a this is a question I had as well. But actually, what we'll see, especially with electric, is higher rim sizes and, and less uh, less sidewall um, because there's less rolling resistance. Generally speaking, for the higher rim sizes. So less rolling resistance plays into to EV and where the market is going. Um, the exact technical reason I couldn't sit here and tell you the specifics, to be honest. But uh, I think the heat buildup and, and things like that is less on a less on a um, low profile tire. So uh, I mean, you can see tires getting um, bigger and bigger in size and uh, thinner, wider. And when you compare it to the vehicles of the '60s and '70s, it's completely completely different. So uh, interesting. a colleague of mine races a 1970 Holden Monaro,
0: uh, where the rim size is less than the brake size of most <laughs> modern performance cars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah, he couldn't yeah. fit big brakes on there for that very reason. Do you think that we are pursuing
1: alternatives to rubber? Will, will that be a possibility? Um, that's a very good question. So that one, and turn, to rubber. Rubber, I guess, the tires that we make today uh, are extremely high tech. So actually, within the tire, there's over 200 components, and rubber is just one of them. So uh, the ingredients uh, that are put into a tire interact with each other to develop to what's well, to deliver a balanced performance for safety, comfort, and then the environmental impact reduction. So, um, so. There's such a wide variety of the different families of materials used to make components, one of them being natural rubber, then the synthetic rubber, metal, textiles, reinforcing agents, so carbon black, which gives tires the black appearance, silica, uh, and then plasticizers, so resins, um, and then elements such as sulfur for vulcanization. So basically it's a, it's almost like making a cake. The ingredients you put on are different when when they come out. It's a tire, but there's a huge amount of components that, that go into a tire, and rubber just happens to be one.
0: We often see the, the idea of alternative to rubber is a steel band with springs, visible springs, oh, you know, yeah. sewing there. You know, it looks a bit wacky races to me. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying is that there's so many components within the tyre, there's a lot of room for adjustment development that might well see us make good leaps without necessarily changing the external appearance of the
1: tyre. Definitely, um, because there's so many components in the tire. I have a very good example, and maybe we'll send you something uh, after this if you if you don't mind, uh, because I don't have anything prepared for it. But we we did uh, display a tire that has 53% sustainable materials at Le Mans this year, and was fitted to uh, the new uh, Porsche Cayman the E uh, Cayman. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there at Goodwood. They did the at Goodwood? So. It's uh, something that Michelin is already very seriously looking at, and that particular tire had fifty-three percent sustainable materials. So they're regenerative and regrowable, and uh, and and what we class as um, sustainable is that it's able to be regrown or reused over one human lifetime. So uh, and that was up from, and I might uh, after this meeting make sure that we give you the correct percentage, but it was up from forty-six percent that we had last year, so forty-six to fifty-three, and it shows a commitment to Michelin's. Um, Goals of basically being uh, all sustainable.
0: It's part and parcel of being seen to be a good corporate citizen, isn't it? That yeah, I guess you are looking at what recycling of tires is all about. That's a a, a subject close to Michelin's heart.
1: Yeah, it's recycling tires, but it's also getting the most out of the tires when we when we have them on the road. Um, so it's that okay, what is the tyre over the lifetime? It's maintaining the safety performance over the tire's life, so making sure that we get to the minimum tread depth indicator and making sure we don't replace the tyre before then because we don't need to. Um, so whilst it's counterintuitive as a sales organisation as well to sort of say, hey, don't replace your tyres all the time, Michelin is committed to sustainability, uh, not just for, for tyres, but, I mean, the, the whole subject of sustainability. Uh, it's to make sure that we're using the tyres to their full potential and Michelin's responsibility is to make sure that those tyres perform over their lifetime appropriately.
0: We've talked a lot about what is fundamentally uh, passenger cars yeah. and along the way particularly to the performance ones as well, but there is the whole development expansion of fleet, be it for small parcels or that. Is Does Michelin get involved in that area of the
1: market as well? Yes, we do. But personally, I'm not an expert in that area whatsoever. Uh, so if I was to answer you, it would be a bit of a very general response because i my, my, my very much on the performance side of the business. But the quick answer is yes. Uh, and maybe we can provide with some, with some you with some information because when I was doing some – I mean, just uh, doing some – preparation for this meeting, uh, I found some information on fleet and electrification as well. So, uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can come back to you on that.
0: You could give feedback to fleet if they were to, for example, uh, reduce the acceleration of a, an electric vehicle and what that might mean in terms of the life of the tyre. You could have some interaction with well-managed fleet departments uh, you can get an, an electric scooter now that's detuned for the, a, a short while. So you can get used to riding because the acceleration is quite significant. You would get involved with car companies. Might you also you know, get involved with fleet companies as well or operational companies?
1: Yeah, precisely. I think Michelin uh, has a responsibility to educate uh, as much as provide a tyre and does the right job. Uh, so I think you're right. And uh, thinking about this, when I think, and it sounds like you've probably driven an electric car before the first time I drove one. I was blown away by the acceleration. And I would say in the first six months of ownership, you're probably going to be doing that a fair bit to get that feeling. And then over time, you'll start to get a bit, okay, over it. Not over it, but, you know, you, you won't feel the need to do so all the time. And then your tyre wear rate will go down because that heavy acceleration really accelerates the uh, the wear life of the tyre. will accelerates the wear down of the tyre for sure. So I think um, electric vehicle consumers will be quite conscious of tyre wear because it's one of the components that will be – it'll be one of the – I mean, when you look at ICE vehicles, there's so many components that need to be replaced. When EVs fully come in, tyres will be one of not many that need to be constantly maintained. So it'll be a high, probably one of the bigger costs, I guess, of running an EV uh, actually as well. So people will be quite conscious of wear life. It's more
0: apparent. We talk about feedback maybe even to companies – Yeah, we're now getting a huge amount of graphical feedback in cars. In fact, I'm doing an exercise with a professor and a a range of other people on the human-machine interface. Um, One of them might well be some feedback on how well you've used or abused your tyres. We get feedback on fuel use. Might we also get feedback on, if you keep going at this stage, you will need to replace your tyres? that's the sort of education, not didacting, not lecturing people, but trying to inform people.
1: It's an interesting point you raised. There, there are particular tyres uh, for Tesla that have uh, Bluetooth receiver. Uh, so the new uh, Tesla Model S played uh, has Bluetooth receivers in the tyre. So connectivity and tyres is uh, most definitely on the Michelin radar. In terms of the feedback uh, that it gives you within the car, um, I'm not familiar with it today. But uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the connectivity of tires is important. Uh, Michelin have had products uh, focused on con- connectivity as well, so it's certainly an area that Michelin are looking into uh, to provide feedback, live feedback.
0: Is there something you would get out of motor racing in that as well? Do you have you thought of using, or do you use it, or might you use
1: it? There are connectivity solutions within motorsport, how exactly they work, and I've not been exposed to it personally before. Um, but there are connectivity uh, elements within motorsport uh, at Michelin State. Uh, so, time monitoring and, uh, and things like that.
0: You obviously are working very closely uh, uh, without any sense of trying to be derogatory of that. I love your title. You are. uh, As I understand it, you you are the segment manager of Michelin 18-inch plus. So it's really very much that's a way of saying performance tyres?
1: Yeah, precisely. I think it's performance tyres, but then there's also premium and luxury tyres as well. Um, So your BMW, let's say, 5 Series, for example, all the way through to your 911 GT3. When we talk about the 18 inch plus segment, there are a huge amount of sub, sub segments in there as well. So you've got SUV tires that are coming into the norm. is now 19 or 18 and 19. That is the norm. Um, so within there, it's not just performance tires. There's the, the cars like the Toyota um, uh, Fortuna comes with 18s standard uh, and a lot of vehicles now come with 18 and 19 inch. So within 18 inch plus and being, I guess, Uh, Looking at that market, there are many things to consider. And it's like SUV, it's OE marked tires. There's ultra, ultra high performance tires that do Nürburgring lap records that are in very low volume. Um, But then the consumer set is completely different within that segment as well, Michelin 18-inch plus. So talking to an SUV owner, obviously, it's not the same as talking to an owner of a 911 GT3. It's not the same as talking to an owner of a BMW 5 Series. So within 18-inch plus, you've got many sub-segments that fall under that.
0: It's not just the technical aspect; it's the emotional and dealing with a number of car clubs that one has to be extremely careful about what you say that may offend a, a, a personal passion for a motor vehicle.
1: We are sensitive to all vehicle owners. So long as you are like performance and performance tires, uh, we're, we're here to serve you. I mean, uh, we won't turn our nose at any any performance vehicle or anything like that because we know at the end of the day that's a passion uh and i think genuinely michelin is passionate uh, about I mean, tires and performance and things like that but we're, we're car enthusiasts as well uh, you know what i mean so myself and em's most definitely a, a car enthusiast at heart a motorsport enthusiast at heart so it makes the job easy <laughs> for sure when you, you you you've got this hat on but every time i go to france and see um the things that we do the money that we invest it's not just a uh, I guess a factory, a tyre factory, or anything like that. There's genuinely passionate people working on the factory floors in research and development and uh, all across the organisation. So it's it's as a car enthusiast, it's a, it's a great place to be uh, and, and to work.
0: It takes up that question I was saying with you, David, about the passion and the. You know, I, I made the mistake of an old. Uh, well, you would possibly know, David, the 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 Leyland P seventy six. Um, so, uh, I've made some comments and got some love. I think we've had forty or fifty thousand responses, you know, uh, hits with it. Uh, but uh, one or two were in a realm of religiosity.
1: I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we all have our own tastes of uh, of vehicles and and things like that, but. I, I think what is uh, what is really nice is that no matter what your passion is, so long as you have a passion, I mean, Michelin's there. I mean, Michelin brand, 18-inch uh, plus, there's many vehicles that would, would typically fit under there, but michelin's mission is really to make you get the most out of your vehicle at the end of the day but it's not only performance vehicles it's like the luxury vehicles uh it's the everyday vehicles uh as well Uh, and i mean michelin group is connected to and owns bf goodrich brand as well so we have a completely different area where it's off-road and they're enthusiasts as well so much as any enthusiast of any porsche or any ferrari or whatever whatever vehicle that is so we 're very I would say we 're very equipped and and, and very well uh, aware of the passion market or the I would say the enthusiast markets uh, and being sensitive to what you what you call like the religiousness sometimes of the uh, of the car owners and, and things like that. I think everyone has their preferences uh, on vehicles but uh. I think those companies that
0: will succeed will be those that are prepared to adapt and uh develop and so on david that's been absolutely lovely uh, i really appreciate your time and your information thank you very much
1: it's my pleasure
0: overdrive is a radio and podcast program featuring road tests interviews and features on motoring and transport more information is available at drivenmedia.com.au and podcasts on spotify or itunes